Hello, everybody. This is Sean Klitzner, and you are listening to another episode of Guess Who I Met, the show where I share all the stories about my celebrity encounters. It sounds so disgusting when I say it like that, like a celebrity encounter. But what did you encounter when you met this celebrity? Well, I'll tell you. Tonight, I encountered Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. Here's some background on how we became face-to-face. Let's start with myself. I graduated from the University of Miami in 2004. I graduated in three years. That alone helped me understand who I am. It really, you know, when you're faced with the task of doing something that your own school is saying is impossible, and that was getting enough credits to graduate a year early, it really inspired me to uh, almost beat the system that was set in place and prove that I could do it. So I graduated in three years, uh, and then I interned for a casting director named Lori Wyman down in the Miami area uh, before I moved out to Los Angeles when I was 21 years old. I found some great success, but around 2006, I ran out of money. Like all starving actors, I had to get a real job. I invested in creating a ton of digital content, but back then there really wasn't a way to sustain a business in digital content like there is today in social media and whatnot. Now, acting jobs just weren't hitting anymore. So although I booked commercials pretty consistently, I went through a lull, a dry spell. So now when I had booked commercials, that would be anywhere from... Five, ten, twenty, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars over the course of the next year or two years through residual payments. Every time the commercial aired, I'd get a check, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So that would last me without having to book anything else. Well, as frequently as it happens with actors, I just wasn't able to book a commercial, and my bank account literally read zero dollars. I would literally walk to a mall that was walkable distance. I didn't want to drive and spend money on gas. That's how little money I had. And I would walk to the mall just to get free samples so that I had lunch. I would go around and get all the free chicken samples so I did not starve. You know, I did have help from my parents. They were always there to support, but I couldn't go to them every single month to pay all of my bills. I I had to figure out what to do. Now, this would later turn into how I found my true success in my career, which you'll learn about throughout this podcast series. Because I hit rock bottom and ran out of money, I got a job at a restaurant called Wakano in Burbank, California, where I was living at the time. Burbank was great. I had moved from Culver City to Burbank. Uh, I loved Burbank. It was considered in the valley. It was beautiful there. And I loved Wakano in downtown Burbank. It was freshly open, maybe a year, year and a half opened. And it was right across from where I was living, literally across the street. In fact, I did such an L.A. thing. I got a low mileage lease on a Mercedes Benz, which I should not have been driving a Mercedes Benz at all. But because I never had to really drive it to go to work or anything, uh, it, I was able to get it really super cheap, like cheaper than most leases I'd gotten in my life. So then when I did drive around, I, you know, I was in a Benz. It's so L.A., and honestly, I hate myself for it, but that's where I was in my life. And I learned a lot at how much I hate that I succumbed to what the L.A. lifestyle is for a broke, out-of-work actor who was driving a Mercedes. All right. 
So let's get into it. Zachary David Alexander Efron. That is one name. He was born October 18th, 1987. And, you know, not until this exact moment, as I'm reading this, does that date now actually explain a missing piece to the story I'm about to tell you. So remember that date, October 18th. Zach was born in San Luis Obispo. I don't know if I said that right. Obispo, California. He describes his childhood as normal. He didn't have celebrity parents, brother named Dylan, and is apparently part of the tribe, if you know what that means. However, he did not practice religion as a child. He started acting and singing in middle school, high school, and was in high school plays, uh, a bunch of them. So that's where he initially got the acting bug. His drama teacher submitted him to uh, an agency out in Los Angeles. He later signed with one of the biggest, CAA. Efron had a few guest roles on television, then had a recurring role on a WB show called Summerland, which turned into a main role for him. You may recognize him from the movie Neighbors, Baywatch, or Extremely Wicked. That's the Ted Bundy movie. He's got range, and to be honest, I love him in Baywatch. I think he is so funny and so unexpected, Zac Efron, you know, because he's so handsome. Come on. The man is handsome. However, his big break originally came when he scored the role of Troy Bolton in a high school musical. And that's where he met Vanessa Hudgens. Vanessa Ann Hudgens, actually. That's her middle name, Ann. She was born December 14th, 1988. They're both in their early 30s. She was from Salinas, California. Neither parents in entertainment as well. Her acting career started at 15 on the stage before landing a commercial role. That's when her family moved to Los Angeles, where she became homeschooled for the most part. She acted in a few different things, but nothing that became a success to the public. Her big break, like Efron, came from Disney's High School Musical. She played Gabriela Montez, which is what she is most known for. I think that's why her and Efron got along so well. This was both of their true big breaks here. And I always liked High School Musical. It's fun. It's a Disney musical. It had all the cheese, but that's what made it so great. You know, you secretly loved High School Musical if you liked it. So Hudgens and Efron met on the set of High School Musical in the mid-2000s. They were in a five-year relationship from 2005 to 2010. Now, as I said before, Zac Efron was born October 18th. Well, a day after Zac turned 20 in 2007. October 19th, he and Vanessa Hudgens went out to dinner. The total meal was $65.91, including tip. They ordered some sushi rolls and tea, both hot and cold tea, and of course, some edamame. That's what you do when you go to a sushi restaurant. Hudgens paid for the meal, assuming, of course, that it was for uh, the birthday dinner of Zac Efron. She was taking him out. Now, I know this because I was their waiter. I served them that night. Now, Burbank is not necessarily known for where all the celebrities go, but it is known for where a celebrity may go just to kind of take it easy, right? And Volcano specifically was more of a, a high-end Asian fusion where they had sushi and they had uh, dinner plates. So you got the orange chicken, you got a red dragon roll and tuna sushi. You can get a lot of different things there. So it was really a good hot spot on Friday night, Saturday night for anybody in the community who wanted a good meal. It was one of the only big restaurants at that time in what they called downtown Burbank. So it was really close to Los Angeles, maybe 20, 25 minutes, like everything in Los Angeles, 20, 25 minutes. 
So there I was, another typical Friday night at the restaurant where I was working my butt off to hopefully walk out with a $100 tip. That was always my goal. I needed $100 in tippage in order to successfully have a good month. If I averaged that, then that was a good month and I was continuing to save. Again, working at a job like that really paved the way for how I found success in the future. I would often actually go in the back and cry. There's one story where I almost got beat up, but it was such a sad place. We closed at 2 in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. So you were there. You had a lot of time to think when nobody was around, when people were leaving. But on this Friday night, I was not crying. It was about 7.30 p.m. when one of my tables was sat with a couple. They were sat at a half-booth, half-chair table. Both of them sat in the booth. There was a guy on the left if I was facing them, and the girl was on the right. I approached the table like I normally do, like an idiot. Hello there. How are you? I'm Sean. I'll be taking care of you tonight. Can I start you off with some drinks? And she said, I'll have an iced tea. And he said, hot tea. I said, you want some water? He said, absolutely. Great. I was on my mission. And as I turned and left, I realized, wait a minute. That's Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. I realized pretty quickly uh, as I was leaving the table. So, of course, I'm, I'm a nervous wreck because, uh, you know, I'm still young in the industry. And here are two of, at that time, I mean, mid the series, they're two of the biggest celebrities as a whole to a younger generation, to people in their uh, teens and early 20s. You knew who Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens were. So I brought them out their drinks, and they immediately ordered. They started with an edamame. They got what we call a crazy roll, a party roll, a red dragon roll, and one order of albacore tuna sashimi. That's the stuff with no rice. They wanted just the fish. They were uh, sushi connoisseurs. So like any stupid actor who's just getting out to Los Angeles and struggling to make it big, to find their big break— I went to the back, waiting for their food to come out. I didn't want to disturb them. They were on some sort of date, of course. They were one of the most popular couples. And I thought, what could I do? Is there something I could say? Maybe I could say, hey, I'm an actor too, and try to relate. And I went through a series of things that I can say to them that, you know, you live out in Los Angeles enough, every interaction you have, is this what's going to help me network to help my career so I'm not working as a waiter. And then I realized, oh, dude, you're working as a waiter. They're not going to care about your story. They're doing just fine without you. So I thought to myself, I just got to kind of play it cool, you know? And that's what I did. Throughout the meal, I kind of, you know, kept it cool. I talked to the other waiters. I let them know, you know, my table, I was at Zach Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. Of course, everybody knew. Everybody was on their phones texting everybody they knew. And before you know it, uh, about a half hour goes by, their food comes out, you know, they're eating, I'm leaving them alone, letting them do their thing. And all of a sudden, paparazzi shows up at the restaurant right outside. They didn't come in, but paparazzi had surrounded the joint because it was celebrities. They wanted their TMZ dollars, their, their cash money. That's what they do. They track down these celebrities. So one of the waiters must have texted somebody who let it out to somewhere else, let it out to somewhere else. Next thing you know, paparazzi finds out, and they're all there. 
So they're ready to go. They didn't even finish their meal. Half of a red dragon roll was left. Half of all of their sushi was left. Uh, but I brought them out their check. And, I mean, no offense to Hudgens, but I was a big Zach Efron fan. All right? But she leaves her card. I swipe it. I give them back their receipt. And she signs. But it looked as if she had actually... Like, you know how, like, when you write what looks like uh, like uh, like one number and then you change it into, like, another number? It looks like that's what they did. And when looking at this receipt, and it looks like a line on the right side of the eight. So on a $57 check, 58 bucks, 10% would be, uh, you know, 580, maybe 15%. It's about eight bucks. Um, it looks like it was originally $11. And she changed it to eight. But I have a feeling I know why she changed her $11 tip, which was about, you know, roughly 18%, 19%. And she lowered it by $3. I have a feeling I know why. The reason is, is because as we were collecting their food, we have these bussers who come out and they collect the plates and the food and whatnot. And I said, nobody's ever going to believe this. You, you know, I, I've got to, do I take a picture? No, I can't do that. I have to do something. I have to to take something to remember. So I have this story. And in my stupid head, I said to myself, you know, I'm going to take their straws. Trust me. Trust me. I know. It is incredibly creepy. I was young. It's no excuse. I'm a creep. Fine. All right? I'll take it. But in my stupid head, I was like, you got to get their straws. And don't tell me you wouldn't be thinking the same thing. Like, you know, you got to grab something. Like maybe you... uh. Maybe you rip up a piece of the seat they were sitting on. I don't know, but that was my thought. It was like the only thing. I'm not going to take food. I'm not going to grab. That's disgusting. Don't be disgusting. I'm just going to take their straws, I thought. And the busser came up as well, and he went to go grab their drinks. And I was like, well, he can't grab their drinks. I need their drinks. Their straws are in their drinks. I'm so embarrassed to tell this. So I went and I grabbed his tray, and he tried to grab it back, and the water spilled over and all over Zac Efron. The water went everywhere. I was so mortified. And I had noticed that she had already signed the check at the time. So clearly, based on the water spillage, they knew. They were like, oh, he's going for the straw. It's probably a very common thing for celebrities. You keep the straw. Oh, he's going for the straw. So they probably downgraded. Well, you know, that's going to cost him. That straw is going to cost him three bucks. I'm not giving him 11. I'm giving him eight. Try to steal our straw, probably sell it on eBay for three bucks. We need to take that back. So they changed, they changed the they changed the tip on me. And I'm sure they had a discussion on it. I'm sure to this day they may even remember that stupidity, the, the night that was so embarrassing. Now the truth is I still have both straws. I kept them in a bag and I just threw them in a drawer. And I've moved several times. Many times I've moved. My goodness, one. Two, off the top of my head, three, four, five, six times as an estimate since that day. I still, for some reason, took that box wherever it went, wherever I went, and I found it the other day. I'm like, I got to tell this story. And uh, I should throw them away because it's creepy that I keep them now. So I definitely will throw them away because unless we come up with a, a way to clone and we can uh, use DNA from a straw from 
12 years ago, 13 years ago. I don't, I don't think it's going to be beneficial to anybody, right? It's just a creepy, disgusting thing that should never be even told in a podcast. But the truth is this. It happened. I cannot deny the story. And that is what this podcast is going to tell you. The stories that sometimes are fun, sometimes good celebrity encounters, and sometimes not so much. The truth is there is a true takeaway to every one of these stories. I have learned something from every story I'll tell. And in this case, it was not to be such a freaking creep. I'm disgusted by myself, by my behavior. If I were to meet Zac Efron and or Vanessa Hudgens again in life, you better believe I would tell them this exact story. Because it's true. And because it's hilarious. Oh my God, I'm such an idiot. <laughs>